it's not going to be perfect. You know, there was little details that I would, you know, of course, if I could take back time, I would change little things. But in the end, life isn't perfect. Your wedding is not going to be perfect. And, you know, just have fun. Enjoy yourself. It's the most wild weekend of your life. Welcome to the You and Me podcast. Today, we are interviewing Natasha Chipman, who is behind the label Natasha Schweitzer. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, guys. We are so excited to interview you today. We've been such fans of your jewelry business, Natasha Schweitzer. Um, you know, it's available on Net-A-Porter. You've been in Vogue. It's all over the place. Your pieces are actually incredible. So we're really looking forward to interviewing someone in the wedding industry. Hey, thank you. So excited to be here. Great. And would you like to in, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, obviously, we know um, your label, but tell us a bit of background information about that. We'd love to hear about it because we know that you have it with your sister as well. So um, just let, give a bit, bit of background about, to our audience about that. Yeah, so um, I started the label uh, with my sister, Alex, five years ago. Um, So I'm the co-founder and creative director. Um, So I do all of the designs, running business, opening stores, you know, there's a a lot going on um, in in work in my life. So um, yeah, we've got our Sydney store, we've got a store in Brisbane, Uh, we're hoping to open one in Melbourne, but COVID's been a bit challenging for that. but yeah, no, busy um, and yes, recently married. <laughs> Congratulations. Your stores, bricks and mortar stores are so, I don't know, I kind of, it's like one of those um, like amazing moments for a business. Online is tough. It's really competitive. It is easy to get into but easy to get lost in as well, I sort of feel, whereas a bricks and mortar store yeah, is a lot harder to navigate and nail, but so exciting when you do because I don't know, I would imagine it would feel like you've actually made it. Does it sort of feel like that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know what? You think that you're like, oh, when I get a store in Sydney, I'll have made it. Or when I have a store in Melbourne or when I have a store in Los Angeles or New York, you know, there's always something. I think you're always chasing something. And I think sometimes you have to just look at it and go, God, I'm like, look what I've done. I'm 29 years old and I have two stores and, um, you know, 25 staff and huge business that is growing like crazy. You know, I mean, sometimes you just got to take a reality check really. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. And so you recently married. How long, what's your partner's name? Kieran. Kieran. And how long have you had you, how did you meet Kieran? How did you guys get together and what, what's your background? So Kieran and I have been together for quite a long time. We met, um, we actually met in high school, but we didn't really get together until out of high school. So I cannot say we are childhood sweethearts. I, <laughs> I love to avoid that term when I can, but we've been together for 11 years. So um, yeah. a long time. Um, a long we met, yeah, we met at a party. I mean, I can't make that any more glamorous really than <laughs> that was it. Uh, when we were 18, 18, yeah, so a long time coming. Oh, my gosh. And so 
obviously being in a relationship for so long, you go through the highs and lows of like, did you always know that you wanted to get married or did you kind of come in there and be get all excited and then it didn't happen and then you moved on or how was the process up until Kieran proposed? Honestly, I think we always knew. We, like, I mean, we we have a real we're so lucky I mean I know a lot of people say this but we've got a really good relationship we work really well together and I think we just kind of always knew that was in our path but you know careers were really important to both of us and we're both very very um hard working Capricorns um so (laughs) buying a house and you know investing and doing I suppose a few of those things were probably more important initially to us yeah um and I suppose it was probably more a financial reason why we didn't get married earlier um, because we were just not, you know, when we were 25, I guess, even after being together for so long, you know, um, it, we just didn't, we couldn't afford it at that time, you know. And yeah. um, and not only that, I was certainly not ever in a rush and neither of us were. We were happy being young and free and, you know, <laughs> you know, we were just happy. Yeah, and I think you do. I mean, you talk to everybody that's married and getting married is such an amazing experience, but it doesn't change a whole lot. Like suddenly they don't do the dishes more. Or oh, come on. Like, don't put, don't, <laughs> it's exactly don't, the same. Don't sow doubt into our audience's minds. <laughs> but come that's on. the thing, unless it's, you... Yeah, and I mean, unless you, unless you want to, unless you want to save money to get married, like you were just saying you guys did, or unless you've got no reason to wait because you've got the money sitting there whether or not you do it in two months or two years it doesn't change the end goal no it didn't matter and I mean to be honest with you like we certainly never put money aside for a wedding we just had different financial goals we had you know we thought we would rather have property rather than a wedding at this point in our lives like that was just how we rolled and you know opening up stores and invested in the business and we just did we just did it differently um and yeah, like you're being married. It's so funny. Everyone says, oh, you know, how's it being married? I'm like the same as it was for the last 11 years. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was good then. I mean, it's yeah. great now. But it, it, I feel like I'd almost worry if it was better. It's like, what does, I don't know. It's yeah. like, what would that change? That piece of paper? I don't know. I don't know. Absolutely. It, yeah. No, I don't think it's cynical, but it is one of those things. And, you know, just talking on that topic of of not having the money and putting your money into priorities prior to getting married, it is about that. Because at the end of the day, the reason you're get, getting married is not to show off an Instagram tile or it's not to, you know, one up a family member. You're getting married because it's the right time in your lives and you love your partner and it's it's right for you when it's right for you regardless of when it happens yeah I was with my partner before we got married for 10 years and there was a time where I was like is are you waiting for something better like I am sitting here thinking to myself like mate there is no 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 it's not coming like but we were young see we got married when we were younger so you know it's one of those things your priorities change Absolutely. And especially like, I mean, if Kieran and I had met at 25 or 26 or 27, I think it might have been different. But when you meet at 18, it's, you know, I mean, especially for us, we weren't getting married and having children early, like that was not a plan. So, um, you know, you've got the time. And I think that was just the right decision. I mean, I do have to say, though, um, 
when we really started to move into engagement rings with work, um, you know, in my business, and we do, you know, a huge amount of our businesses engagement rings now, um, I did see a lot of diamonds and I was like, okay, I need one of these. <laughs> Give me you know, all the I, really, I need a big one. I, uh, you know, I'm sort of not a girl that you could impress with a small, a small diamond, you know, so. <laughs> no. So, okay. So did Kieran, okay. So let's jump straight into the proposal story then. Cause that was actually my next question because you work in the jewelry industry, because you are creative director, like it, how did you, how did, did he propose and how did you go about getting that incredible ring that you have on your finger? Yes. So um, interesting story. I, we got the ring overseas um, on a business trip, um, the story, the stone and um, found this, you know, amazing two carat marquise diamond. And, you know, a few years ago, five years ago, when I bought it, um, they were not popular. Um, that cut was really hard to find and to find a good and sizable one. Um, so I saw it, I jumped, brought it home and, you know, he, it was, it was kind of funny. Like it was, it was sort of like, yeah, okay. I got the ring and I, I got the diamond. I did the design. I told the jewelers and my mom, um, my mom's a jeweler as well. I'm not sure if um, everyone knows about my backstory, but um, Alex and I, a sort of second generation in the jewelry world. Um, Alex is a jeweler um, and my mum's a jeweler as well. So um, yeah, I gave it to the team. I said, this is what I want. And then Kieran will surprise me with the end product. So that's how uh, the ring came um, So I definitely got what I wanted, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> and it fit all good. Um, and yeah, I think, I think that's, the case though with so many brides these days so many women who are getting married and men um you know the decision is put back on you you know it's not like back in the old days where um, back in the old days where um you know um you had to the man would make the decision you know it's yeah absolutely. so much more empowering for women you know even if a guy comes in to see us um and they're alone and they don't know you know what they're after there's usually like oh but she sent me this you know yeah there's absolutely so and I think that's important um in that process so yeah um and then he just proposed at the beach um on the gold coast <laughs> it was very unplanned and um yeah it was it was very low-key but that's perfect it was perfect for us and I think I would have been so embarrassed if he had done something crazy and dramatic and um, yeah, it was, yeah. it was really good. I think you've got to keep it pretty personal when you're doing the proposal. I mean, we do on the podcast and even just in our day jobs, we do hear of so many, you know, visually amazing proposals and you look at it and you hear about it, you're like, wow, that's just an incredible way to begin this next journey or this next step. But, you know, in reality, which is, you know, a big thing on our podcast, we're all about like the glam is beautiful on Insta, but let's, you know, talk real shit. Um, you know, most of the amazing proposals we hear and the ones that really tug at you are the ones that have been done by either the, the either partner um, in a way that represents them as a couple rather than this huge, elaborate, incredible but elaborate proposal. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I would have been, I think if he did something like that, it would have been incredibly strange for him as well mm. because he's a quite a low-key kind of guy 
Um, and also for me, I would have been so, I mean, even when he was down on one, one knee, I was like, get up, you're embarrassing me. Like, come on. <laughs> like, I think I, dropped, I think I dropped down. We were on the beach. It was kind of secluded, but I think I kind of dropped down on my knees as well. And I was like, what are you doing? Are you proposing? Yeah. Like I was sort of, you know, it was all Aww. very, and he was absolutely, I mean, he would hate for me to, he's going to listen to this and kill me, but he was absolutely bawling his eyes out. So he could hardly ask me. <laughs> oh, was he? I mean, I can't think about it now, but it was quite, it was quite emotional. I think it was, it's, it's almost, um, I think the proposal, there's something really special about it. And I think um, people always just jump to the whole wedding, but honestly, the proposal's absolutely magic. It's yeah. like. It's the question that I ask my couples when I meet them for the first time as the first question every single time because I feel like it gives me a, a really good insight into who the people are, who they are, what they're like, what they're willing to do, what they're not into. It gives you a really good insight into it. Also, on the side of like engagement and engagement rings, being a jewellery designer, what are you seeing as like trends coming through and what stacks really work? Like I would love to know you know, what you're seeing, what people are getting, what's really popular, um, what you think works really well as like a stack of rings, um, engagement and wedding ring? I mean, we're seeing a huge, I mean, oval diamonds are absolutely, especially for us. And I mean, you do see it on Instagram a lot, um, social media. They are just absolutely crazy right now. Uh, you know, people are loving the, the fact that it's, you know, an elongated shape, you can get more sort of bang for your buck um mm. for lack of a better word um oval diamonds yellow gold um they're a huge 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 seller right now um but we do sell a lot of we do a lot of pairs we do a lot of marquees i think we're probably one of the biggest marquee diamond sellers in <laughs> um in australia honestly because of my ring i think that sort of pushed mm. people to go oh yeah i don't have to just have around diamond anymore I can do something different you know can you explain to us your ring yes. like a vis? can you explain a visual for people that don't understand perhaps what marquise means like myself I have no idea about diamonds or anything <laughs> I guess it's like an oval but it has sort of tipped points at either end um so it's yeah, okay. I guess like a almost so it's like um it would be like stacking two pairs um each way um so it's like it's quite beautiful and it's very dramatic. It's a really old cut um, and it's like quite romantic. And I mean, there was, I can't exactly remember who it was, but there was like a king back in, you know, the 16th century who had it made to resemble his lover's lips. Like literally oh, wow. this ah. beautiful, like she was so beautiful. Um, so, and they, you know, they call it a little boat. Um, there's lots of like ways to describe it, but it's such a, um, it's a very cool design um, and it's not used it's not very common so I think that was something I really I wanted something different yeah of course because you see it all day you're probably desensitized to it in a way that nothing really probably impresses you um, and then in terms of like <laughs> um, in terms that's like me with my bridal blog I just see so much wedding stuff I'm like oh god how am I going to make my wedding nice because I'm just so you know what you know what I mean like you see it every day all the time um, but in terms, I mean, like a lot of our listeners probably now are in the midst of planning their wedding um, and, you know, they haven't quite reached looking for a wedding ring. So how would you suggest, you know, 
finding the perfect wedding ring or like what kind of works with what and how, do, how does one know what to get? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it depends on what you want to do. And it definitely depends on how, what approach you've gone for your engagement ring. If you went for just a single solitaire or something simple, like a three stone ring or, um, you know, any, any of those sort of styles, um, you can almost do any wedding band provided your ring is set high enough to fit underneath. So a problem we see a lot is people who purchase a ring from a, you know, a different jeweler uh, for an engagement ring. And then they come to us for a wedding band, but their wedding band doesn't fit flush against their ring. Um, it's quite a big problem because um, if you want these like big diamonds or you want an intricate setting or something detailed, they have to sit flush against your ring. So that's something we definitely, um, we try and tell people, you know, make sure it fits in terms of, you know, make sure you've got the right height or opt for a lower setting um, that will fit against it. I mean, a lot of our brides as well do um, a simple wedding band, uh, sorry, a simple engagement ring, and then they'll do something more dramatic for their wedding band. So they'll do like a wrap ring or a double band ring or, um, you know, to give that dramatic impact. Um, so we're seeing a lot of that. Um, yeah, I just think it it's a very personal choice because you've got to wear that ring every day, you know. Mm. And what about, do you guys sell male wedding rings, wedding bands? We sure do, yeah. We, we don't have them online on our website because we've just been honestly that busy. Um, our workshop is just flat out that we haven't even been able to get a whole collection done. But um, we are definitely working on it and we hopefully can launch that online in the next couple of months. But, um, yeah, we do men's wedding bands all the time. Do you have, like, a suggestion of what's trending for males, particularly those who aren't flashy or don't ever wear jewelry definitely just it's men are so easy (laughs) completely different process for men Um, but we're definitely seeing more yellow gold for guys so originally we'd see a lot of um, white gold or you know silver if they didn't want to spend you know the money Um, but we're seeing a lot of yellow gold Um, we've done a few signet rings even in a style like for guys like a signet style yeah Um, yeah uh, but we've got the most amazing band that actually Kieran, my husband has, um, and it's going to be in the collection. And it's sort of like a really simple gold band, but it's kind of got, it's edged and it's um, a little bit matte in finishing. So it's not so um, blingy. Um, and a lot of guys like that. So, yeah. That's exciting. Shall we swing back to your wedding now? Okay. Yeah. This is, <laughs> let's, because we could talk rings for a very long time because not many. Yeah, and it is one of those things I think people just not forget about in the process, but they'll spend like 450 hours doing a mood board on flowers and that's come and gone in a day and you wear your ring for your life and people just don't have the same kind of preparedness. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, it. you know, it's sometimes, you know, people spend masses on wedding day, um, which I think is, you know, absolutely fine, but then they're not prepared to spend as much on a wedding band. And I'm That's like, true. Every day. It's sometimes it can be a real, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, it's kind of like you'll happily go out for dinner and spend like $500 on one meal. But buying a new bed mattress, no, nah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> that's, so, that's such a true point. I'm the same 
I've had the same Duna cover for like two years now and I keep being like, oh, I really need to buy that. You know, that, so that kind of thing. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I just spent $200 out for dinner on no, a Sunday night. You it's know? so true. All right, Natasha, know, let's... That should be more important for sure. I think uh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's swing back to your wedding though. So with a beautiful low-key proposal, an incredible ring, what was your what when when Kieran proposed was it kind of all guns blazing to get married or how did you begin the process we sort of we were engaged and we didn't even talk about the wedding for the first six months I know that sounds kind of crazy but Mm. um we I was really busy I was like oh we're opening Sydney in six months I'm um, you know, honestly, work was even for my husband. We were just both really consumed in work, and I and I do blame that for a lot of things. But um, that was truly what was going on there in our minds. Um, but I suppose after six months, um, we were we were at Ray's in Byron Bay uh, having lunch, and I just turned to Kieran. I was like, "Why don't we just get married here?" And he was like, "Oh, yeah, let's get married. That's it." And it was done. Um, oh. So, our, yeah, we did. We never went. Um, I mean, I suppose this is going into a planning question, but we never went looking. We that was literally it. It just triggered it. That was yeah. it. Yeah, but I think you know when you know, right? Like it's like when you meet your partner and I think when some people say when you try on your wedding dress, when once you put something on or once you see something, you know exactly that's it. You just don't need to keep looking. Yeah. And we were both, I mean, I'm incredibly decisive as a person and Kieran is very, he's easygoing. He's like, yeah, like whatever makes you happy. Like I'm, I'm good. I'm happy. You know? (laughs) Oh my gosh. We love him. I know. He's great. Okay. So you decided to get married at Ray's and once you'd made that decision, how long, how long was the process for you? Was it six months or 12 months? How long did the planning journey take? Okay. So, and uh, I mean, COVID did kind of throw a spanner in the works. So we, after initially being there, um, I called Ray's and I just said, look, we were thinking of getting married. Um, what's your availability like? And they were just ab- absolutely amazing. They are, their um, level of service is second to none in Australia, I think, um, to be honest with you. And I cannot speak more highly about them. Um, so yeah, I went and I met a lovely, um, beautiful French lady, um, who runs Ray's and she's just gone off to have a baby, I believe, but, um, her name's Law and she, um, took us to Ray's, showed us around. Um, she suggested where we could get married. You know, they didn't do, and I don't believe they do a lot of weddings. So we knew it was going to be a smaller, intimate sort of affair. Um, and then obviously COVID happened. Um, and Kieran and I were both um, we were quite, um, I guess, ahead of it. We thought, you know, we're not going to be getting married in October. That's just not happening. We were already off the mark going, yep, it's not going to happen. Was this, sorry, was this October 2020? Yes. So you started to, yep. Okay. Original date was 10th of October, 2020. Okay. Um, so that was our original date at Ray's. We had booked it in, it was all good, ready to go. And then COVID sort of struck. Mm-hmm. And that was when we were like, that's it. We're, we're going to have to move the wedding. Um, and of course, Ray's have already, you know, they're heavily booked and not even with weddings. You know, if you want to have a wedding there, you have to book the whole hotel out. Yep. So um, 
unfortunately there was like hardly any dates for the following year and um and then there was capacity issues they couldn't have our 70 guests because of social distance you know all of that happened mm. and then we we felt really bad about not inviting the people we wanted um because even at 70 that was quite a cut down for us and um you know that it was just it was not going to happen so yeah. fast forward last minute this is i think must have been november or december of 2020 um, my wedding planner christy was like why don't you just get married at jubilates we'll move the whole wedding there you can have as many people as you like um you know we can change it. You can still stay at Ray's, have the whole family stay there for the weekend in Byron and then go to Jubilate. So that's how that sort of all transpired. Yeah. Um, yeah with COVID. I think that's the, that's basically what 2020's um, touch word was, wasn't it? Like pivot, pivot, you got to pivot. You just got to think of the next best thing and embrace it and run with it. Yeah, exactly. The change was amazing. Like, honestly, we walked into Jubilates and we were like, oh my God, it's it was heaven I don't know if you um, have heard of the venue but it's in um, Alstonville in mm. Byron Hinterland and it's like an old French chateau and it is it's heaven like honestly I have never seen a property quite like it in Australia no there's not um there's a few beautiful Italian and Spanish inspired villas popping up in New South Wales um that is just we're lucky I'm lucky enough to work at a couple next year pending COVID seriously but this one in like just outside of Byron is yeah is absolutely not touched by anything else I don't think here in Oz which is really nice because it's also not heavily uh publicized with weddings I feel like it's you know the people that do go and get married there are a specific group of people or type of person that really enjoys that so it's not something you do see it pop up but it's not something that is a churn and burn which I think makes more special for you guys as well oh and that was a huge reason why we were originally getting married at Ray's was because for me and for Kieran as well we didn't want a wedding venue and there's and that's not to say that I don't like wedding venues you know they're great I think they're wonderful um, especially if you've got a budget you know in mind but for us, it was like, we just wanted like a private property almost. That was sort of what we really wanted. We just wanted something really intimate, low key, but spectacular at the same time. Um, so I think that was sort of like the perfect option for us really in the end. It was, it worked out really well. And so your wedding planner, what what's their company? Okay, so Christy House of Hera is House her Hera. company and she is absolutely to die for she has become a dear friend of mine and I could not recommend I truly could not recommend anyone more highly than I do Christy it was so much so that Kieran when he was doing his his speech um he stopped and he just thanked Christy (laughs) for the whole wedding because she is she's so special um she is a hard-working young woman who honestly she she just doesn't take no for an answer nothing's an issue everything's you know she's and she's a bit of a bulldog which I kind of love um especially from you know like owning a business you know you kind of gravitate to those people who are just you know fierce and decisive and you know she's great so 
Yeah, she's, she does. She sounds like a jet. And being able to bounce all your ideas off her, especially during COVID, I think would have been really important, including moving spaces for your actual wedding, which is not a easy feat to do alone. So having somebody there is, yeah, it's, it's a real... Um, it's a real luxury. It's really nice. When you changed, because Ray's is, you know, a lot smaller and had a lot bigger density limits, when you changed to um, move venues, how many people then did you invite to your wedding? So the list blew out a little bit. Um, we only <laughs> ended up, we, we ended up with 85. Um, okay. So it wasn't too bad, but um, yeah. 85 we really wanted a we didn't want a big wedding we would have been happy with 50 but it's quite it's it's hard it's a really hard thing to cut people um and I mean we didn't have on Kieran's side we had no cousins we didn't have extended family we had I think 20 people from family and the rest were friends so yep it was it was it was tight it was tight and so choosing your suppliers did you go through um when you changed your venue, did you go through recommendations from your venue or um, did your planner help? How did you go? Did, you know, you're, you're online in the Instagram scope, you know, with your business. Did that help you as well? Yeah, look, um, it did. And I don't want to be, uh, I want to be very honest and upfront in terms of like, you know, we were very lucky with suppliers and, you know, how we were able to do things. Um I mean, I always had, I messaged Bailey who does the most incredible photography. I don't think there's Mm. anyone as good as her. Um, I'm sure you guys know of her, but she, um, yeah. So she was always locked in and it was sort of like, if you can't do the day change, we'll change the wedding. Um, In terms of all the other, I mean, Joe Chef did our catering. He was absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, Wouldn't recommend anyone else higher either Christy recommended him I mean Christy was really good she just really got the best people um Marina um did the cakes Marina yes 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 she's is it Machado Machado yes yep um, she, she is incredible oh my you should have seen her I mean it was like it's like and I sent her this photo. I was like, I want this like freaking crazy Italian, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't even know what it was that I sent her, but mm. I was like, I want something like this. And she was just like, yeah, we'll do it. We're going to have a creative, crazy cake. So we yeah. did. <laughs> um, she's great. And she was like waving to me at the wedding when she's delivering, you know, she's. Oh, she's cute. Yep. Yep. She's really creative as well. And I think that like, um, yeah, I'm definitely, we're blessed in Victoria with some incredible cake designers um but she is she is next level she is yep (laughs) she is you know I just love that energy yeah absolutely she is and I think people underestimate the cake too you know so many people just have a really basic naked wedding cake with a few flowers or this that people really really forget about how cool a cake can be especially if you're desserties yeah definitely and um, moving on to your amazing dress by Jane Dredder, tell us about the inspiration behind that because I haven't seen a dress like yours before and to describe it to our listeners as well. Yeah, absolutely. So it was um, it was custom couture from Jane Dredder. So my first dress was, it had like a feather 
um, top part to it that sort of then had a, um, I, I guess it was like, there was boning in the waist that then, so it was really tight around my waist. I actually couldn't breathe very well. Um, <laughs> and then it just sort of like kind of figure hugged and then flared out at the bottom. It was um, with a really long train. The inspiration behind it. So I actually came to my appointment in Sydney. I, I was like, just that's it. I had a, we had a mutual friend introduce Jess and I, and, um, and I was like, you're going to do it. And here I'm a designer. So here's my folder with all of my designs and I need you to make this. Um, so it was a very, I think she was, I think Jess, when I walked in was like, Oh my God. Okay. You know what you're doing. This is going to be a piece of cake, but, um, like it was great that I was decisive. I knew what I wanted. It was very, um, my inspiration was very like share Met Gala kind of a um, little bit Hollywood glam. There was sort of all of those elements that I wanted in it. And I didn't want anything that I'd seen before. And I knew I wasn't going to be buying off the rack. So um, yeah, that's sort of how that went. I suppose. And um, how did you go? Because you would have been um, creating and designing this um, during lockdown, did you? Was it during lockdown? Originally, I got in an appointment when I first went and met Jess. Um, I got in originally, it was before lockdown, before COVID. Yeah. Um, and I actually remember when we were flying home from, from Sydney, um, from seeing Jess, I remember looking at my phone and going, oh, to my sister Alex, she came with me and I said, Look, there's this COVID, this COVID, this, there's this virus. I, it looks bad, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> that's sort of where our trouble started, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, it was really good. And Jess is absolutely amazing. Like she's incredible. So she just brought that whole vision to life. I mean, I just had mere sketches and dresses are not, you know, I design jewelry, not dresses. So um, very, very lucky to have her. And she did my second one as well which was um I basically brought her a photo of um Morticia Adams and I said <laughs> I just want this in white oh my god <laughs> so um she was like yeah cool and we'll just add a split you know that was it so yeah do you have photos on your Instagram of that I actually haven't um no, I actually don't. I, I didn't think so. I'm like, I'm... I, wedding spam. I didn't want to originally wedding spam too much, but I think I, you know, I definitely will. And I had to, we had to wait for Vogue the, because we were in the print um, issue. So we had to wait for that to be released before we were allowed to share, but we will definitely share more. Yes. I want to see that dress. I'm, Cause I'm like, I'm sure I have not seen that on your Instagram, that second Morticia inspired gown. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Oh, amazing. So um, so we've covered a lot. My next question is, did you stick to your budget? No, we didn't <laughs> have a budget though. So this is, so it's partly our, um, our fault, I suppose. Um, you know, but we were, I mean, we work hard, right? Like we, we were very fortunate that we could afford the wedding that we had. Um, and, um, you know, very lucky by, you know, the vendors who, you know, I, one of my girlfriends has um, Tommy's margaritas and they, you know, gave us a lot for great prices and, um, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat any of that, but um, no, we're just, we're, look, we're, we were lucky. We were lucky and we worked hard for it. So it was yeah. what it was. 
And was but there we any- definitely go out on, you know, Rays versus Jubilettes. We had to spend a significant amount more money. I think it bumped the wedding up by nearly $50,000 just moving venues. Oh, wow. Did you um, have any concerns with COVID and stuff during your whole wedding planning? Like, was there any point that you're like, oh, shit, is our wedding going to go ahead or... Oh, majorly. And we were very of the opinion if COVID is, I mean, I guess around, if there's any restrictions for dance floor, et cetera, we're not going to do it. So we were very black about that. Um, And that was also purely for a a fact of it wasn't just to us. If we were spending the money, we were doing it properly and we would rather have waited than, um, you know, done a half-assed wedding. Yeah. I mean, you want people to get up and dance, right, don't you? And you don't want to have your guests wearing masks if they need to go to the toilet or... No way, no way. And, you know, standing with all of these rules, it was like, no way, we were not going to do it. So Mm. we just got in. We were so lucky. Um, When we got married in March, March 13th, there was no restrictions at all. Yeah. So So it just was unlimited everything. We were so lucky because then two weeks later, there was lockdowns again. Mm. So... It was very, it was so stressful. Just it was, and you know, not even from the perspective of, yes, we would have lost a bit of money. It was just, is it going to go ahead? Is it not? Do I have to tell people? Do I not? It was. Did you have like any plans in place, like a plan B or, or were you just like, if it happens, we'll attack it. Yeah. If it doesn't, yes, we're going to, you know, we were prepared financially to go, okay, we'll lose, you know, x amount of money what we paid for catering and you know whatever else um that we couldn't get or move um but i mean every all the vendors were pretty good at you know they were sort of like we understand it is what it is yeah how can we be accommodating as much as we can yeah (laughs) with your wedding day tell us a little bit about the vibe and your favorite moments yeah, so I think we kind of went for, I kept saying to everyone, it's when everyone was like, what do I wear to your wedding? Because we wrote glamorous on the invitation. Um, I was like, just think Cannes Film Festival, you know, that's the <laughs> <laughs> Just simply Cannes. Yeah, I'm like, wear whatever you want, you know. So I guess that was sort of what we were going for. You know, it was an absolutely gorgeous day it was sunny and it was actually really hot um really during the ceremony it was crazy I think everyone was um using their fans and their umbrellas um but yeah we just sort of wanted a glamorous kind of you know umbrella white umbrellas white roses you know really beautiful um Italian kind of theme and I think that was also even with my dress, like I kind of wanted something more dramatic. I didn't want beachy. I didn't want, um, I didn't even want luxe. I just wanted this like romantic Italian wedding, you know? And I thought, how can I get that here? And that was kind of it. (laughs) Oh, lovely. And do you have any regrets or any disasters on the day? Honestly, the day was really smooth. Like I don't think you can regret I honestly don't think you can regret anything. It's like they say, be more in the moment, be more present, try and remember things, you know, like it's just, it's such a big day and there is so much stress involved in it, especially with COVID. Um, I honestly think you just have to get through the day. It's an intense day. 
it is an intense day. And if anyone says that it's not, I think they're lying, honestly. Like it's an intense <laughs> day. There's so much emotion, you know, you're nervous in the morning and then you're getting down the aisle and you're saying your intimate, you know, vows in front of people. Like that's, it's, it's a big day. And then you're partying and drinking, you know, there's a lot. So I think you've just got to, it is what it is. And you've just got to go for it and live it, you know? And have you got any more further advice for brides other than kind of be in the moment and live it? What would you, what would be your number one tip or have you got a few for us? Oh God, I probably got a thousand. I think, (laughs) I think I wrote in Vogue, I wrote, forget perfection, embrace the imperfection. I think that's what I wrote. It's a good one. Um, And I definitely would stick to that statement. It's not going to be perfect. You know, there was little details that I would, you know, of course, if I could take back time, I would change little things. But in the end, life isn't perfect. Your wedding is not going to be perfect. And, you know, just have fun. Enjoy yourself. It's the most wild weekend of your life. (laughs) It really is. Um, But yeah, I think that's probably my advice for brides. Well, Natasha, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Your Me podcast. It was so nice to hear your wedding story and, yeah, it sounded like a blast. All the stars aligned. So congrats, honey, and thanks for sharing. We loved it. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the You and Me podcast. If you're after any of the suppliers mentioned in today's episode, you can head on over to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast and jump into our episode release where we've tagged all these incredible suppliers featured in this interview. If you're a bride or groom and would like to chat to us about having your wedding featured on the You and Me podcast, you can send us a submission DM to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast titled Real Couple Submission or message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the You and Me podcast. Leaving reviews, rating the episodes, sharing the love with all your loves and subscribing to our podcast really helps us to continue producing the amazing content designed just for you. So don't be shy. You can also follow our ordinary lives with Andy over at The Bridal Journey and Laura at Wonderlust Creative. Thanks for joining.